Welcome to the Strawboy Show. So happy to have you guys with me again here this evening, a Monday evening. Yes, 7 p.m. on the East Coast. And I'm here to do my AMA that I always do, the Ask Me Anything segment, which I try to do at least once a week. I know I can't always with how busy my schedule has been, but I'm going out of my way to try to do it at least once a week. Sometimes it's been Wednesday. But uh, when I can, I try my best to be able to still give access to asking questions that you want to ask. But as usual, I somehow tee up the uh, questions with something that either is bugging me or I've been thinking about or something like that. That's my that's my norm. Not always, but that's my norm. This time it was the idea that maybe Democrats are losing or failing. And in theory, one would think, right? In in theory, I'll go with my shouldisms. What should be happening in theory is Democrats should be killing it right now. I mean, they won the last election, controlled the House and the Senate. In theory, what should be happening is all their awesome bills should be being passed and all the awesome things should be happening and we should all be happy and going, yay, Joe Biden, right? That's what should be happening. That's not happening, right? In case those of you who don't, haven't noticed, that's not happening. People aren't saying, yay, Joe Biden. Uh, the Democratic ideals, whatever they are, aren't being passed. So it seems like almost everybody is upset, whether you're a mainstream Democrat or uh, a, a, a far left Democrat, if you're a Republican, Libertarian. It's like nothing is going well, like nobody is happy. That is a a, a funny piece that shouldn't, right? Again, I'm saying should, shouldn't be happening. So what will be the response? What should be the response? Well, I'm seeing two things. I'm seeing many people who are more mainstream left, like the Fareed Zakaria's of the world and people like that, trying to excuse it and saying, well, it's because of this or people don't understand it or, you know, you people just don't get it or something like that. Everything is great. This is one part that I'm I'm, I'm hearing. And... It sh- they should know it's not going to work. You can't you can't logic your way out of a feeling, right? It doesn't work. And I think many Democrats who are more mainstream Democrats are trying to logic their way, you know, out of of a, of an emotion. It doesn't really work very well. But not just that. I think you're seeing Democrats not even understand how to even emotion your way out of it. So they're not even doing something that's clear. And I thought, again, something that drives me crazy, I really thought that Biden, in the past at least, had been very good at the emotional aspect, right? That was what I thought was his actual skill set. If it is, he's lost it or isn't using it, or maybe I was wrong and maybe he really didn't have that skill set. But I thought he really did. My, My image was that if something bad would happen, Biden would come out, he'd do his emotional empathy thing, and people would say, oh, it's Joe. All right. Man, has that not happened either? I I am blown away by how it's just failing, and Democrats are making it even worse. Now, don't get me wrong. Republicans aren't doing themselves any favors either. Not like they're jumping up and down and coming out. Okay, everything's collapsing. Now let's give you the real answers. They aren't doing it either, which is even worse. And in theory, you have, again, this is the shouldisms, right? What should be happening is the Republicans should now be saying, well, 
Um, we now have the answers. Come to us. They're just going, aren't these Democrats terrible? I mean, they're not wrong, but they're not now saying, and so now listen to our answer. They're just going, these Democrats are bad. And we're going, well, yeah. Okay, and? And what winds up happening now is you find people just walking away or begrudgingly staying Democrats. Republicans begrudgingly staying Republican. People just begrudgingly staying what they are because people still to this day aren't having answers. That is, that's a horrible, horrible prospect. Still no answers. You would think the Democrats had a chance to create answers, right? They didn't. And now Republicans see the Democrats failing. Well, then they should have the answers, right? No. No. I was considering, and I may do this coming up here later. I may just show, you know what? I think I am going to show So a, a little bit. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little bit self-indulgent. I mean, it, it kind of is my show with my name on it. So I guess I can a little bit. I'm going to be a little bit self-indulgent, not crazy, just a little bit. For those of you, for those of you who don't remember, and if you care, this was me literally, literally a uh, year and a half ago now. This was March, March of 2020. You know what I had then? Answers. Read what that says. Larry Sharp is live discussing answers for and consequences of the coronavirus. That's what that says. I was giving answers back in March of 2020. Scare the the coronavirus outbreak, all the things that I was talking uh, about. People are having trouble and worries and concerns about it. I've spoken about it before. I'm going to speak about it again because people have been asking me, "Hey, you know, Larry, what would what would you do, right? If you were and I gave the answer back then. If you care, feel free to go to 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 the Sharpway YouTube page." There's like six or eight videos on this. If you care, you can check it out. I was giving you answers a year and a half ago. Democrats have given none, and Republicans still give none. That's where we are right now. That's how bad it is. That's not what should be happening. But, man, that's what's happening. So there's that next piece that I want to bring up real fast if I could. With all this happening, Republicans have no answers. Democrats, the only answer they have is more COVID lockdowns. That's the only answer. Now, here is a piece from Breaking Points. I hope they don't, I hope they don't, well, hold on, let me close. Let me, uh, I, I hope they don't bother, they don't shut me down. I don't know if, if Breaking Points shuts people down or not. I don't know if they do. Half the people I know um, decide to shut people down if, if they show them anything. But hold on. Yeah, a little piece I want to show you real fast. This is just from them. I don't know if any of you ever watch Breaking Points. They, they, they're like a... A more, I guess they're trying to be neutral. I don't know if they actually are neutral or not, but yeah. Become the number one cause of death among U.S. adults age 18 to 45. That is Fentanyl overdoses become number one cause of death among U.S. adults ages 18 to 45. Fentanyl. That's number one among our youth. So what are we worried about? COVID lockdowns. What's what what increased? What happened? When did this begin increasing? Oh, right. Right. When the lockdowns came. 
right when we couldn't get anything to help people, right when the Chinese started locking things down. Accurately, yes. as a national emergency. Um, yes. Here is some of the data. So between 2020 and 2021, so in those two years, Listen to this. nearly 79,000 people between 18 and 45 years old, 37,000 in 2020 and 41,000 in 2021. 2021 isn't even over yet. And 2021 has already beaten 2020 when it comes to these deaths already died of fentanyl overdoses um that comes from a data analysis from an opioid awareness organization so an activist organization called families against fentanyl um they doubled in two years between april 2019 and april 2020 so from 2019 to 2020 they double and then 2020 to 2021 they go even higher by about five to ten thousand 2020 is not over yet and that's already happening so I want to ask you, in New York State, what's been our answer? 21, in the first five months mm-hmm. of 2021 alone, more than 42,000 fentanyl overdose deaths were reported. That, that represents an increase of more than 1,000 fentanyl deaths per month compared yep. to the same time period. So again, it just keeps escalating and escalating yes, and escalating. And so-, so you know what we should do? Lock more people down. I thought there was a really interesting comment here. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this thought of like, you know, mostly heroin users, opioid users who end up um, having fentanyl instead of their drug of choice. But uh, one of the experts here says it's showing up in all parts of the drug supply. Fentanyl has been found in all the drug supply, they say. That's why anyone using drugs, not just opioids, Hmm. should carry naloxone. But why in the world, why in the world would this fall into all drugs? Right? Here's the number one reason why. When you have lockdowns, when you have more black markets because of lockdowns, when you have supply chain issues, which creates more of a block, uh, more of a black market, you have to be able to get the most potent drugs through at a time because you're limited in how much you can get across the border, uh, how much you can get into, into this country, how much can you smuggle in a black market? Fentanyl is the most potent. So what can you do? You hope or don't hope that you can break it up just enough to give people that smack power high that they want without killing them. That's what you do. That's how it works. Um, The only safe place to obtain drugs is the pharmacy. So uh, the only safe place is to pharma. Is that really safe? You know, I'm not sure that's true, but that's fine. Dire. And we should also say here that this is a U.S. problem. I mean, other countries around the world are not seeing. That's right. This is not a global phenomenon, right? This is not a global phenomenon. This is another thing that's happening. And who's talking about it? I guess these guys a little bit, but their answers are completely wrong. Their answers are, well, you know, we should, you know, prohibition, I guess, is bad. But that's it. Yeah. The war on drugs has been bad for a long time. For a long time. It's the lockdowns that have made it worse. Now, also, she says something else in this. If you watch this uh, episode, she says, well, you know, people don't want fentanyl. They'll get in trouble. No, no, people do want fentanyl. Let me be very clear. If you know addicts in your life, and I have, and some of you have, or I've been one or whatever in your world, you know. A lot of addicts, they want fentanyl. I'm not joking. They want that powerful high. When many addicts actually see that people are ODing, they go for that because they want the powerful high. There are some people who actively are looking for this. This is the market reacting to the demand and to a black market. 
don't have a black market, you don't have this problem. It's what I keep saying. But as we keep blocking down and keep blocking down, we keep this going. We are literally sacrificing our youth for our elderly when we should just be protecting our elderly. It drives me crazy. All right, let me grab a couple of questions. I just want to get that started. This is where my head is. Things aren't being solved. Democrats are falling apart. They lost the the build back better. That's now gone, whatever that was. And that's the the worst part. Does, Does the average American even know what build back better is? I just knew big government spending, so I didn't like it. But that isn't the point. I probably should have known the specific big government spending that I hate. I probably should have. But it was too hard to find, and I didn't care enough. I know that sounds terrible. I should care. I didn't. I didn't. I just thought it's just more garbage spending that's going to hurt us. Why do I care what's in it? Who cares? That's what I thought. And now it's gone, so I'm glad I didn't waste my time. But I should have cared. You should have cared. You should have been like, oh, my God, what's in this bill? Let's figure this out. They should have showed you. They should have made it easy for you to understand. Here's what's in this bill, blah, blah, blah. And you could love it or hate it, probably hate it. But at least you'd know what you're hating. I'm I'm, I'm a little bit up at a minute. Let me grab some, some comments. Larry 2022. Thank you, Bridget. I appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. I was as loud as you see Hochul, the, I'm not going to go there, wants to create quarantine camps for the unvaxxed or those who are a threat to public health. The woman is evil. Where are the Republicans to stop this horror? If this passes, we take to the streets. Well, number one, I'm not surprised. This is the norm. As you've heard me say many times, Avi, once you go down this road, how do you not double, triple down? She has destroyed businesses. She has destroyed lives. Right. Cuomo started it and she just doubled down, tripled down instead of doing what she could have done, which is backed off. She had the option to do that. She didn't. So she doubled down, tripled down. You can double, triple down. How can you not? Right. How do you back off of this? How do you say, oh, yeah, all those people who are destroyed? Yeah, I was wrong. Just kidding. Yes. And why wouldn't they? Australia does it. Why won't you keep going? This is the normal way of doing things. Why do you think they had that proposition too, which New Yorkers insanely said yes to, for those who don't know, that now it is a right in New York State to have a healthful environment? I'm not making that up. That is now a constitutional right in New York State because we passed it because New Yorkers said that what could go wrong is what we said as New Yorkers. So now that a healthful environment is a right. So Avi, if you're not being healthful... I guess I get to arrest you because you're taking away somebody's rights. Of course, that was going to happen. Where the Republicans stop this horror? What Republicans? This is New York State. It's New York State. Not Oklahoma. It's not South Carolina. It's New York State. They're Republicans. I didn't know there were, but I guess there are. So, yes, that's your answer. Uh, Michael says, "Uh, did you see the threatening post from WhiteHouse.gov to expect illness and death for the unvaxxed? Merry Christmas to you too, Papa Joe. Yeah, you know, but here's the worst part. New York State, record numbers of cases. Record numbers of cases of COVID. We have, without question, the strictest lockdowns in the entire country, the strictest restrictions and mandates in the entire country. Yeah, we have record like the highest ever that we've had in New York State of cases. 
highest. Huh. Hmm. Well, you could do, in theory, to Avi's point and Michael, to your point, we could say, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, these things aren't working. So let's try something else. That's one option. The other option is tighten it down even more. The punishment will continue. We chose that one. We thought that was a better option. We triple down, quadruple down. That's the right answer. When I spoke about this, again, literally almost two years ago now, a year and a half ago, two years ago almost, I said I would say what I think is appropriate, tell you what I, what I thought, list it, not punish you for it, ask for your actual transparency so we can shift and adjust. And now to Avi's point, if things started going badly, I could just change the policies. I never forced you in the first place. I never destroyed your world. So if I go, hey, we thought masks were going to work or whatever is the thing I would have thought was going to work, I would have never forced you. I would have said, here's what I think is going to work. We'd have got the information back within three months. Oh, here it does work. Here it doesn't work. Whatever is the actual issues. Hey, let's change policy. This would have never happened if we had government that wasn't authoritarian. If we had a government that was, in theory, just there to be a central repository for information, we would know what's happening. We could adjust accordingly. Now, Titan, Titan, Titan. And this began under Cuomo. Remember his Titan evolves, will tighten a little bit. He said, people don't like how that sounds. Yeah, they don't because it's terrible. Ryan says, as long as people listen to the mainstream media, the Dems will continue to write their own history. I think, you know, there's a good and a bad to that, Ryan. I think you're right in that people right now who listen to mainstream media are those who vote. I think that's changing, though. I think more and more people are cutting the cord. They're just not watching mainstream media as much, and they're watching more alternative media. So I think more people are doing it slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Yes. James says, I, I'd like to think the Democrats are losing popular support, but I think the masses may go to the forward party or the Libertarian Party. What do you think? Maybe, right? The forward party is more exciting than the Libertarian Party. That's for sure. Yang is more exciting. He's fun. He's all those things. Um, he gets the youth excited. We talk about Hayek and Rothbard, so we're not as exciting. I'm trying to be exciting, James. I'm doing my best. But the thing to remember is politics is not just about logic. In fact, logic is secondary. It's first about emotion and then logic. So we have to have, we have to be exciting and be emotional. As I talked about before, being popular matters. Yang's popular. I think you're right. I think as a percentage, more will go to the forward than come to us. I think that's right. But I think it's short term. Who knows how well forward would do, right? If forward becomes a real party and starts moving and must moving forward and being influential, I think people will actually jump on it. If they become like most third parties and don't become effective and don't move move forward, to use their name, um, I think more people will come to us because we'll still be there. The one thing that Libertarian Party has of all the other third parties is we have been consistent and slow growth consistent. We have been that. So I think people will fall back to us if forward doesn't advance. But I think forward might. We'll see. So, all right. Um, let's see here. Um, Ryan says, we can hope the system breaks up into many parties. That would be better. For many reasons. That would be way better for, for many reasons. So, yes. Shelly says, it's the control of the government that's the problem. With the people should be in control 
and the blatant lies aren't helpful. Agreed. It makes people more afraid. I agree. Avi says, Larry, in my building in New York City, we have mask mandates. My building is starting to financially penalize me if I continue to defy. I don't want to just comply because with this lunacy, we we can't comply our way out of this. But I can't afford the penalties. What should I do? I'm going to be very full with you, Avi. You got to do what's right for your family. That's it. I would love for us all to, you know, defy, defy, defy. That'd be awesome. But if you, if it's going to affect your family, I'm not mad at you. I'm not. I'm, I, I don't mean to be, you know, I'm not trying to sell out. I'm trying to be realistic. I say all the time, I'm running. I want you all to bleed with me. But I don't want you to bleed out. Bleed a little bit. Bleed a little bit. A little bit of sacrifice. Yes. But I don't want you to ruin your family, your career, your life for this. That's It's not worth it, right? Particularly if, if it doesn't work. So if I'm you, I'm telling you the truth. If I'm you, I put the mask on. I'm being forward. I'm telling you the truth. If I'm you, put the mask on. Tell them you think it's BS. Be defined and put it and put something on the thing. This mask is BS. Put that on the mask, whatever, right? So you can do that if you want to. So you can still defy if you want to while still not getting all of a sudden hammered. Now, all of a sudden, you can't pay your bills. You can't go on vacation. You can't you know, do what you want to do with your family because they're hammering you. And now you can't even feel comfortable in your own building. So that's my view. I know it sucks. I'm a realist. You have to do stuff for your own life. So, yes. Pete, of course, national debt, 29 trillion, 219 billion, 162 million, 160,000, $636.54. Thank you, my friend. Always keeping it real. I love that. John says, asking Republicans to be constitutional, respect your rights? No. That doesn't happen. Does that happen? I mean, in theory, does it actually happen? It does sound nice, I guess. So, yes. All right. Um, Ryan says, don't tellarishop.com. If you want to, please go ahead. I'm trying to make this happen. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. If I can keep going here. Pete says 343 days to flatten the curve. That's it. 640. I'm sorry, 643 days. That's all. Nothing. It's just 643 days, Pete. That's all it is. You know. Who cares? So what? Yes. Yes. John says, I think it's even worse because Republican voters are blind to Republicans' tyranny. This is the part that bothers me. You're right, John. I'm not mad at Republican leadership for doing what they're doing. They're doing fine, right? The leadership in the Republican Party in New York State is doing fine. They're all making money. Republican donors keep giving the money. So they get tons of money. They all have their jobs. They're all getting paid. And all they do is yell and scream about, yeah, Democratic tyranny or whatever. They just talk trash. They don't do anything. So I get it. I understand why the leadership does it. Sadly, many of the actual Republicans still believe. I see it all the time online. I see responses all the time. I just had one. I happen to I'm not online as much as you would think I am. My team is always online. I'm not always online as much as I can. So sometimes the responses you get online aren't actually me. To be forward, I take responsibility for all of them. If there's an error or something, I take responsibility for it. But all the responses aren't always me. But if it is me, and, and this one was me, actually. Someone actually said, you know, sorry, Larry, or something, you know, Larry can't win. And I said, neither can a Republican. So why in the world are you throwing your vote away again? Why are you supporting another candidate who can't win and worse, can't make any impact? Who won't even fight for you? Who doesn't care about you? 
who will just lie to you. That's it. And the best example I can give you is remember in 2018, for those of you who are watching, my rhetoric began to change. When I first ran, started running, I was talking about winning, 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 because I was hoping I could. We didn't know if I could. I was hoping I could. No, the Republicans hadn't put anybody up into place yet. I hadn't seen the field. So I'm not winning. After the Republicans put someone in place, I was still talking about winning until I saw how bad it was and how I was being outgunned and how the media was screwing me and how I was being outpolled. And I didn't know how to poll. I didn't know how to do all those things. The team wasn't ready for it. The team was not ready for the big boys to smack us around. They were not ready for it. We did a great job considering what we had to go through. But to be fair, we were naive. We didn't know all the things that we now know. So I stopped talking about winning, if you remember. I was about coming in second. I was about coming in second for months until eventually I realized that wasn't going to happen. And when I realized that was going to happen, if any of you will follow my rhetoric, I was about coming in third, doing well, so about all those, because I thought that was still possible. Never did I lie to you. I told you what I thought was possible. I gave you the benefits of me coming in second or third, those of you who are watching, because I knew I couldn't win the thing at that point, right? Early on, I thought maybe I could. Who knew? At the end, I didn't. So I mean, I knew I couldn't. So I was not telling you, vote so I could win. That wasn't what I was saying, because that wasn't going to happen. The Republicans lied the entire way. The entire time, they lied. The, they knew they couldn't win too. The difference is they lied and said they were gonna. I told you the truth. I'm still here. So why in the world would you keep doing that with people who will lie to you all over again? You are right, John. They're lying now. There's no way Republicans going to win this thing. Not going to happen in New York State. It's one of two types of people. The Democrat, which will be Hochul because now that Letitia James has dropped out, we're either going to have Hochul again or an outsider. That's it. And the outsider is either me or, I don't know, somebody's going to come in, Mark Cuban's going to move to New York and win or something. Like So some outsider or Hochul. That's who's governor. There's no other option. I wish there was another option, but I'm telling you the truth. Republicans keep lying and the voters keep believing it. I don't know why they keep believing it. They should stop, but they do. Yes. All right. Um, Ryan says, Larry's not joking. It's true. I mean, I joke a lot, but that's why I say, yeah, absolutely. Um, Shelly says, I could remember that show. Yes, Shelly, I was spending time doing this. Yes, I was telling you my ideas early on. To be forward, if you guys watch those uh, shows from March 2020, my ideas were not perfect. I'll be very clear, but I left them anyway, and I didn't edit them. Knowing that they were not perfect, there are errors in what I said back then, but I still leave it there because it's an important aspect and what I hope you will see. Number one, you see how I think. I told you right there what I was thinking, and that's what I decided to do with what I knew then. Now, if I had been governor, I would know different things. I would have seen things earlier. Things might have changed. In fact, things would have changed a bit. But the concept of what I was saying then is exactly the same. I wouldn't have changed the concepts. That's how I think. And that's why I leave it there. And somebody might go back later and go, Larry, what about this thing? And they might be right. And I will tell them, you know what? I didn't know that then. I would have changed this. But it doesn't matter. If you had done everything, if we had done in this state, everything I said in March of 2020, we would be better off today. Guaranteed. No doubt. If anyone doesn't say that, they're either lying or ignorant. 100% true. My ideas were better in 2020, even though not perfect, definitely better. I know, and I never, I never promised perfection. I promised better. Pete, why doesn't anyone talk about achieving herd immunity anymore? 
Yeah. What happened to that one? I remember that, Pete. That we can't go to herd immunity because everyone will die before we get there. Remember that? Now, I don't know. I don't know. Devin says, he needs to run again. If if I can't find a good libertarian candidate, then I'll vote for Lee Zeldin. Hogan must go. You can if you want to. That's a colossal waste of time and money. But you can do that. Yeah, uh, Vote for me. It's better. Do that. Vote for me. It's better. 100%. Because here's what will happen. Whoever the Republicans foist upon you, and they will foist someone upon you. When they foist someone upon you, they will try to have no, they will try their best to have no primary. Because they don't want a primary. But they'll try to force someone upon you if they can. They will. And when they do it, they'll tell you they have a chance of winning. They'll tell you that they'll win money. They'll raise money and do it. They won't. It won't happen. Let me tell you what's going to happen. How do I know this? I watched it happen in 2018. And when you get your butt kicked and you pay attention, you learn lessons. Some of you out there, you know, you've got your butt kicked. And you were like, you know what? I watched. I learned a lesson. That was a hard-learned lesson. Me too. So I learned my lessons and I watched. I watched a lot. Here's what's gonna happen. 2022 is a very popular, is gonna be a very popular um, year for Republicans. I know I've been calling Republican donors, and many of them tell me, Larry, I love you, but I'm not gonna be any money because my local guy here, this guy here, that guy over there, that this guy over there, they're loving that they can buy Republicans all over the place, which makes sense. I get it. If I was Republican, I'd be looking to buy Republicans all over the place too. Makes total sense. So you're telling me some guy, Zelda, or whomever they hoist upon you, is going to come in here and go, I'm going to raise $40 million or whatever number he's going to lie to you and say. And then all of a sudden, donors across this country are going to say, hmm, I can throw money into New York State, which is a waste of my time and energy, or I can buy a Republican in the state where I can actually win. That money is getting dried up real fast. The second they see what the Democrats are going to do, and you think Democrats are going to go, you know what? Oh, my God. The Republican raised whatever, $15 million. Guess we lost. No, they're going to raise 30. Cuomo, just Cuomo, has $20 million in his pocket. I'm not making that up. He's got $20 million in his account now. You think he would love to buy his way back in? You think he wouldn't give $15 million away to somebody so he could buy his way back in? Hell yeah, he would. He would do it in five minutes. Wouldn't think twice. Oh, how much? Hoka, you're in trouble. Now, I wouldn't mind being AG again. <laughs> or whatever he's going to say. Get me back in. Get, make me lieutenant governor. Whatever. Here's 15 million. She's like, yep. Done. So the idea that a Republican's going to win this state is laughable. I, please try to find any way that's going to work. You've got to be an outsider. Or you're not going to win. It's just, it doesn't work that way. So... Devin, please, I, I hear you. I get it. You'd be better off staying home. Don't stay home. Full libertarian. Full libertarian. Don't stay home. But you'd be, you'd be better off staying home. Yes. So, all right. Um, let's see. Um, John says he better because my front yard looks like he is. Tell your front yard it's smart. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Sam says, I saw a YouTube headline about another round of punish the unvaxxed despite scientific proof. One Nash, uh, proof of one natural immunity, two people with the vaccine disease, Three, no proof cloth masks working. Well, I don't know if you've noticed this, Sam, and some of you may notice this. Now, they're not talking about masks anymore. Have you heard this? They don't say that anymore. You know what they say? Use of high quality masks. That's the phrase they use now, like the N95 mask. Because you're right, Sam, cloth masks don't work. Of course they don't. 
How do you know? It says so on the box. I'm not, again, I'm not joking. Read the box on the box that you buy. It says, doesn't work. Not going to stop viruses. Doesn't work. Says it right on the mat, on the box. The N95, that's the one that works. So now they don't say that anymore, Sam. Now they say you need a high quality, that's the word they use now, high quality mask, which they mean the N95. Correct. So that's number three. Number two, people with the vaccine spreading diseases. Yes, New York State is the most vaxxed state in the union by percentage. The most vaxxed state in the entire union with the most mandates and lockdowns. And we had the most cases. So kind of, yeah, on that one too. But again, does it actually matter? Not when you double down. Sam, if I come into your house and I shoot your dog and I smash your TV up and I go, it's, I got to do it or your neighbor's going to die. So I got to shoot your dog and smash TV. Then I come out later and I'm not really sure if that helped or not with the neighbor because the neighbor still got sick and died. Then I come in and go, well, that neighbor died. I hope your other neighbor died. So now I got to come in and I'm going to shoot your cat and smash microwave. And now I leave and that neighbor dies. You go, well, you, you smashed two of my appliances and killed two of my animals and neighbors died. I can't go, yeah, Sam, I, you know, I was sorry about that. I was wrong. Doesn't work. Because then what happens? Now I'm liable? Now I, I'm not doing that. I was wrong. No. Now I'm going to come in and I'm going to smash your windows and I'm going to choke your hamster. I'm, doing it, I'm not done. I got to triple down. That's what's happening now. That's the problem. But if I had walked in the house and said, hey, Sam, I think your neighbor is in trouble. And I think if you if you unplug your TV and, and give your dog to your to your to your uh, to your sister, I think you, your uh, your neighbor will survive. And you go, you know what, Larry, I trust you. I'm going to do it. I unplug my TV, give your dog to, to, to your mom or to your neighbor. Your neighbor still dies. I go, man, I was wrong. Sorry about that, Sam. Please take your dog back, man. Plug your TV in. I was wrong on that. I, I thought I was going to save it. I was wrong. Thank you for, for listening to me. But whatever. But let's say you don't do it. You say, Larry, go to hell. Keep my dog. Not, I'm not unplugging my TV. Neighbor dies. You might go, whoa. Larry, maybe you're right. I'll do it now. Voluntarily. I didn't want my neighbor to die. Maybe you're right. You unplug it. And then the other neighbor dies. It wasn't that. I can go, Sam, sorry. We, we both thought so. We both wrong. Plug your TV back in, man. It's okay. And I know that sounds silly the way I said it. I use stuff. I use examples that were silly on purpose. Because it doesn't matter what the example is. In either way, Sam, in, in option one, hates me, is defiant against me, and I have to keep going. In option two, Sam, whether he believes me in the first case or not, we're still on the same page. And as we figure out whether unplugging the TV and giving the dog away matters, we're together on that. If we find out if it doesn't work, he's going to be like, Larry, how do we fix this? I don't mind the neighbor dying. Is it the cat? Was it the microwave? Let's figure this out. Now we're together. He's not mad at me. We are working together to save our neighbors. That's why option two works. That's why I talked about option two. That's what we're talking about now, Sam. They can't go back. I know people are saying, Larry, how, do you, how can they not go back? They can't go back. In that crazy example where I've killed two of Sam's pets and smashed his appliances, how do I go back? I can't. We just break in more appliances then, kill more pets. That's all we're doing. So, yes, 
So, all right. Let me keep going here if I can. Um, Pete says, every politician is an aspiring dictator is waiting for the right crisis. Sadly, many of those, in many cases, that's true. Um, so, which is why you have to create environments where you can't do that, right? People ask me all the time, Larry, why won't you become a tyrant? I might. It's possible. I hope I won't. I try not to. I try to be very humble. I try to open myself up. I try to be totally honest all the time. So I try not to. But I might also. I'm just human, Pete. I, I wish I was superhuman. I'm not. I'm just a human being. So I try to set up environments to where it doesn't make any sense to be a tyrant. So as I open myself up, as you see me do all the time, I always speak without notes. I always speak live. This way, I can't really lie. Because if I lie, I'm busted by default. I do so much live content. If I'm lying, you guys have already caught me in my lies literally years ago. You'd be showing them on YouTube all the time. So it makes it hard for me to lie. To be a good dictator, you got to lie. Like that's one of the things you have to do. So I'm trying to not do that, make that my habit, make that my way so I can't lie, number one. Number two, I'm always talking about transparency. So the second I start being non-transparent, you can catch me early. And if I'm just, if I'm seeping into dictatorship, meaning not consciously, I can bring myself out. If I'm not, and I'm trying to be a dictator, you can stop me early because you'll see it right away. So either way, if I'm unconsciously moving that way, I can stop myself. If I'm becoming the bad guy, you can see me and say, no, 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 Larry, that's not how it works. You can get on me right away. So I think that's why I'm trying to create environments to where it's difficult for me to become that thing. Also, those who know me, I put people around me who call me out on things, right? One thing you rarely see me have around me is a lot of yes men. <clears throat> oh, yes, women. I shouldn't be sexist. I apologize. Yes, people. You, I, it's rare I have the people around me. So I, I try to people around me who go, is that real? Is that right? I also create rules for policy, which I say openly what my policy rules are. And they're totally non-tyrannical. So again, if my policy comes out and now it's tyrannical, you go, wait a minute. That's not what you said. And I've watched you say it 45 times. So you're correct. I'm trying to create an environment where that won't happen. If I break, if I make that environment happen, that it stays after me, it lessens the chance for other petty tyrants to become tyrants also. I say it all the time, I don't, I don't hate the game. I'm sorry, I don't like the player. I hate the game. That's the issue. So yes. All right, let's see if I keep going. All right, um, let's see here. So, oh, Sam keeps going. No proof of lockdowns being effective. Proof of, proof of development delays uh, to kids to the mask and reading people. Yes. Economic inflation, highest in 40 years with the money printed gold bird. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you had me at the three. You didn't have to go to four, four five, and six, Sam. You already won at three. This is overkill. Like, you just, you already won. You, you, that's like dancing in the end zone. You already won, man. No need. I appreciate it. Yes, that's great. All righty, let's see. Um, let's see, keep going here. P- Pete says, people are forgotten. They used to get sick before COVID. Wow. Very powerful, Pete. You're right. And the amount of people I see who are afraid, really afraid, who in my view shouldn't be so afraid, right? Look, again, you. I'll say it always. COVID's real. And it takes a lot of, it kills people and hurts people, almost always those who are in specific demographic, right? Think about something. We've lost, supposedly like 700, 800,000 people, is that right, to COVID? Yet the number one killer of people 18 to 45 is fentanyl. 
people aren't young aren't being killed. I mean, they are, but very few being killed by COVID. COVID right now in the in in the country is something like the sixth or seventh killer. Number one is like cancer, heart attack, or hand. It's always those two: cancer, or heart attack, back and forth. I forgot which which are the two, but those are number ones. Yeah, and mental mental illness. Oh my God, just crushing us. Absolutely, yes. So Sam says, so my question for Larry, could we persuade the LP and some other third parties to file lawsuits against New York state laws? Um, it's already happening, right? And the people who are doing it are almost all libertarians. It's it's happening now. It's already happening, right? We did a lawsuit to stop the uh, the lockdowns of churches. We did a lawsuit to uh, stop other uh, other mandates. We've done it again for uh, comic, com- um, sorry, um, comedy clubs. So yeah, we are doing it. It's, it. It is already happening. Yes, it is happening. So let me keep going here. <clears throat> Michael says crystals, crystal balls, cloudy. It's cute. That is cute. Yes. Um, Alvi says these public health officials are total fakes. We know the most vulnerable are the immunocompromised and people with comorbidities. Yes, and 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 older people. Yes, that's correct. Since this lunacy started, not one of these oracles of public health advised with exercise, eat healthy, get sun, or get proper sleep. Yes. What do they advise? Close gyms and tell people to stay home and watch Netflix as they save from a germ. May as well take health and fitness advice from Fat Albert. What it is? That's actually funny from Fat Albert. It's very good. So, this is the point that I brought up. If you remember I, when I was doing a, a was it a Wednesdays with Kathy or something? No, no, I'm sorry. It was with William. It was um Bill Bra- um Bill De Blasio, Wilhelm. When when he was talking about the the city's doctor and that and the, and the the health commissioner, and they asked, "What can you do?" All he said was vaccine. Now remember something. Vaccine is a drug, right? It's a form of a drug. So what he said was, how can we defend ourselves against a virus, against COVID? He said, drugs. So he said, to your point, he didn't say better immune system. He didn't say workout, nothing. And this is, I bring this up constantly. I was in the Marine Corps in the 80s. Seven years in the Marine Corps. During a time when there was still a Soviet Union, right? That's when I was in. It was still a Soviet Union at the time. And we were worried about chemical weapons and biological weapons and nuclear weapons. We're all about all those things. Those you don't know, I think it's still called that, but it was called MBC, literally MBC training, nuclear biological chemical. I, I think they still use that, but they used to, at least in the 80s they did. So they would talk about how to defend yourself against all different things. And nuclear weapon uh, defense wasn't like against an ICBM. It was against tactical nukes. How do you survive and get back if you contaminated so you can still live after being in an area that's radiate that's radiated, right? That kind of thing. Not stopping an ICBM, clearly. Um, or also um chemical attacks, how to use your masks and your ponchos to cover it up from sprays and such. Best defense against biological weapons. They would also say the same thing. Be in good shape. Not joking. That's what the Marine Corps taught us. Eat well, sleep well exercise, have a good immune system. That's your defense. A biological weapon is literally a virus. What's your best chance of surviving it? What's your best chance of getting around it? What's your best chance of being a strong immune system? Literally, be in check. That was what they taught us in Marines. People who had the best chance at that time of being caught in a biological attack, which is a virus. That was what they said. But our guy? Drugs. And there was a guy, if you remember... During that time, I said it, there was a, the reporter actually asks, he says, besides the vaccine, what else can we do? Nothing. Drugs. That's what he said. Drugs. That's where we are now. It's, it's embarrassing. 
it's it's embarrassing. Yes. All right. Um, Dan says, isn't the pharmacy the one that got most of these people hooked on opiates in the first place? Dan, out of the park. Yes. If I heard correctly, many of these cases started from addictions to pain medication prescribed by the doctors. You did. It's actually 80%. About 80% of all addicts came from the came from the pharmacy in the first place. Well done. Terrible that I actually didn't think that immediately. Well done, Dan. I, w- I, sh- I should have thought of that, and I didn't. Well, I'm glad you did. Well done. Yes. So the only safe place is the pharmacy, which will get you addicted. So you can then run out of a of, of prescription and then do terrible things on the black market to get your drug, lose your friends, lose your family, lose your property, lose your health, lose your good looks, lose your youth, lose everything, and then die of a fentanyl overdose because pharmacy. I wish I was making that up, but that's how it actually works. Yes. Yes. Uh, Alice brings this up often, and you are right. People need to stop complying with their mandates, not laws. You're right. These are not laws, Alice. You are correct. The sad part is, and I know what makes some of you crazy. If people believe their laws, and they do, it might as well be a law. But you are correct. It is not a law. I'm not saying you're wrong, Alice. You are you are right. You are correct. I'm just saying if people think it, then yeah. Paul says we comply because we want it to end, but it never ends because we continue to comply. Yes. Yes. But here's the thing. This is the part I'll bring up, Paul. While I would like Avi, of course I would like Avi to defy. Of course I would. I have to be realistic for his life. And who is leading the charge in New York State? Nobody. Where's the executive leading the charge? I don't see him. I don't see her. Is there one someplace? Why do you think I'm talking about raising money and running for office so there can be someone in the front going, defy, someone getting pressed saying, defy, Someone up front going, defy. Someone that when, if Avi gets in trouble, who's going to help him besides himself? I'm being forward. What if, his, what, if, what if his people in his building decide to sue him? What if they want to throw him out of his building? They want to evict him. Whatever vindictive, crazy stuff they want to do. Right now, if they want to do it to him, who's going to save him? He's going to use his own money, his own family, his own friends. If he's got connections, I don't know. I'll be well enough to know if he has connections. Maybe he has connections to good lawyers. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. He's going to get them to come jump and save him. They're going to have lawyers too. And they're going to have a city that is on their side, not his side. I'm just being forward, Paul. You're right. But also, there has to be a support structure for guys like Avi so he doesn't throw his family into the street. Again, I may be exaggerating, but you get my point. You don't want, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to sacrifice his family and people go, whoops, you know, whatevs. You might go, wait a minute, Larry, but why would they do that? Think of all the businesses, all of them, over one third of them in New York City that were ripped apart, destroyed, kicked to the curb, and no one gave a shit. Think about that. Avi's not dumb. He saw that. He watched. He saw it happen. I did too. All gone. Who was defending them? Not the system. Didn't care. 
So let's keep voting Republican Democrat because that'll save it, I guess. No. The one thing I'll, 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 I'll give Florida, at least their governor is defending them. You can defy there. They got a governor who defend. We got nothing in New York. We got nothing. Everybody's on board. Republicans on board, Democrats on board, all on board. They're all on board. It's hard. You're right, Paul. I'm agree again. Like I'm not saying you're wrong. You're totally right. I'm just being forward. I can't. There's certain things I can't expect from people to sacrifice themselves when they'll be nothing, particularly if they have a family, right? If an individual says, "I'm sacrificing myself," I get it. That's commendable. I love that. Can I expect someone to sacrifice their family? Tough. Tough. That's all I'm saying. Tough. So yes. All right. Um, <clears throat> Ryan says, I laugh when Larry says I'm not joking because there's so much craziness. It sounds like a joke each time. Yes. I like the things I say. What, what was was it? I think it was Bill Maher who was saying this. Bill Maher has a as a joke, he says. He says, the left is screwing up so bad. And he's a Democrat. He's a lefty. And he's like, You're screwing up so bad. You know it's bad when what the actual headlines might be the onion. Like you're not sure. Is it the onion or is it real? You don't even know. So, yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Paul says, Larry, I don't know what to do. New York is getting worse and worse. If you don't win in 2022, I'm packing my bags and starting a new life in a free state. I'm not mad at you, Paul. I know. The sad part is some of you know I've been making a lot of phone calls recently, calling people up, seeing what they think, trying to raise support, trying to raise money, trying to get people to help out, trying to get people to tell people in their world to to, to to make this a real grassroots campaign. I've been doing a lot of it recently. And the amount of people that I've been seeing that have left, it hurts my heart sometimes. Like I'm like, oh, another one gone. And sometimes, I, some some days when I make phone calls, it's one in five. That bad. Sometimes it's one in five. They're all gone. They're leaving, packing up. So I get it. I'm not mad at you, Paul. Look, I hope I can run. I hope I can win next year. And begin to change this state. <clears throat> but even if I don't, I'm not going to lie to you. There's a difference. Even if I don't, if I just come in second, it still changes everything because people have to pay attention. I gave the answers for COVID and nobody cared. I still give the answers for COVID. Nobody cares. Now, what if I was as popular as a, a Joe Rogan type, or in, I, I bring him because he's so popular, but even close, anywhere close, where now the talking heads want me on TV. Now the talking heads want me on their shows. Now the heavy hitters want to talk to me all day long. Well, then it begins to grow. Then it becomes viral and people get it. So, yes, that's what I want to do. Yes. Matthew says, it's hard to not comply when some people's livelihoods and jobs are, are now on the line. Yeah, but here's the worst part. Now, and I'll go back to my silly example with Sam, right? Now, Sam got mad at me when I came in and broke his stuff and killed his animals. And I threatened him. In fact, I I, I made him lose his job if he it, the, the second time. So now he doesn't have a job. Now he's scared. So now he says, fine, fine, fine. Did you, you don't have to break stuff. I'll unplug it and I'll give my animal away, Larry. You don't have to do it. He does it. But if he does it because he's afraid... Not because he believes it works. Then the next time something happens, he's going to be ready for it. Prepared. And he's going to be dug in. He's going to lie about it. He's going to hide all his animals or hide his appliances or whatever the thing is. He's going to fight me. He's ready for it now. Because he doesn't believe it's actually working. 
But in the second scenario that I talked about, in the second scenario I talked about, where him and I working together, he's not going to hide. He's going to figure out what works because we're on the same page. So when you start using this type of coercion to get people to do it, to my horrible gov- uh, mayor's, um, uh, to quote him, it, they're effective. They work. He's right. To your point, Matthew, when I put a gun to your head, you tend to do what I say. It does work. But do you believe that it's the right thing to do? No. And the second I put that gun down, I mean, you got a problem. Absolutely. Brendan says, Larry, how do you feel about a negative income tax where you've made zero dollars, you, you get $40,000, a kind of high amount, but to pay for it, we tax anything making over. Okay, I got you. Yes. Um, most of you know, I am not a UBI fan. Most of you know that. However, there's a big however here. Of all of the UBI schemes, and there are many of them, the least bad one without question is negative income tax, right? And sadly for some of us, we are going towards UBI. You're seeing it already with the child tax credit, with all the, we're going towards it. If we're going to create a UBI scheme, it should be negative income tax. That's for sure. If we're, if we're going to go down that road, it should be negative income tax. However, I have a massive caveat. It can't be by funded by taxation. That's not how, the, there are some successful, more socialistic countries that have things like UBIs and free Medicaid, three medical, free medicals like that. They don't do it through taxation. They do it through the market. What? Socialist the companies doing something to the market? Yes. Socialism works very well when you also have capitalism to back it. it. It does. It's a fact. If you have a bunch of capitalists backing socialism, it totally works. Surprise. It does. So, for example, I'll give you an example of Norway. Norway has what's called a sovereign fund. Norway basically, basically what Norway is, it's 5 million people on top of an oil field. That's kind of what Norway is. So they're on top of an oil field. They have a sovereign fund that has, I'm not joking, a trillion dollars in it. Trillion. There's 5 million people in Norway. They have a trillion dollar sovereign fund. If I got a trillion dollar sovereign fund for 5 million people, yeah, you can have free health care. What do I care? That sovereign fund basically invests in stuff. It is literally capitalism at its height. It is exactly, it is the epitome of capitalism. The fund just invests. It uses money to make money. Literally capitalist. That's what it does. And that funds their socialism. Totally works. So if you're going to do a negative income tax scheme or UBI scheme, you have to have some form of capitalism to pay for it. So taxation does not work. So that second part of what you said can't work. I think 40K is too high. If you do something like that, if you want to have a negative income tax, if you want to do it, the goal for those you don't understand would be to have a, a, a minimum income that makes any sense. Everyone gets a minimum income. I think 40K is too high. You don't want to have an income that's so high that people don't want to work at all, if that makes any sense. You want to have an income that is high enough that people can survive, that an individual can survive on it. That's the number. I don't know how to get to that number, Brandon. I don't, to be fair, I have not done the math on that. I don't know what that number is. 40K seems high to me. For a lot of places in America, $40,000 is a lot of money. And you, you, you would, why would you bother working? Right? New York City, different issue. But some parts of this country, 40K is fine. 
So I'm good with 40K. Why would I ever work? You want to have it to where it's I'm, where I'm still yearning, if it makes any sense. I'm not starving. I can get health care. I'm not going to die. I, I will survive. But I should want to yearn for more. That number, I think, is too high. It may be by area. I don't know how to do that. But you have something like that. And it cannot be done through taxation. It must be done through something else that's capitalist to pay for it. Otherwise, I'm just taxing. I'm, I'm redistributing wealth. Right. And that's not going to go over well. So of all the UBI schemes, it's the best one. Now, the advantage of it, though, by the way, there is an advantage. If in theory we do it right now, right now, we're not. But if in theory we do it right, there's no need for minimum wage. There's no need for any of the forms of, you know, um, public assistance. No need for food stamps if we do this right, because you're getting money to survive. It doesn't matter if you have a minimum wage or not. You can intern if you wanted to. It's up to you, right? You can negotiate your salary the way you want to because you're getting a minimum income. So there are some advantages to it. I feel like we're going that route. But if we're going to go UBI, it's got to be negative income tax. And it, but, but caveat, the second part you're saying, Brandon, cannot be t- paid by taxes. Nope. That's a deal breaker for me. Not paid for by taxes. It has to be paid for by something other than taxes. Um, again, don't have the answer yet. I may have to have one soon, but don't. Have, but that's that's what I mean. Hope that's making sense. So, um, Brennan goes on to uh, saving net. Yep, it would. Uh, living, I don't want to be living so comfortable. I want them to be surviving. So that's the issue again. If it's too comfortable, why would you ever work? So yes. <laughs> All right, um, James. How are you, sir, Jimmy? Uh, if it's too hard to put in layman's terms in about five pages, no bill should pass, in my opinion. It's funny you say that. If you remember, oh, what was the Godfather pizza? What was that guy? He was popular. Herman Cain. Thank, Her- thank you, Herman Cain. Herman Cain, who's running for president, had the idea that no bill should be more than three pages long. Now, that's a little bit short for me. But the concept is your concept, Jimmy. That's That's your concept, right? The idea that if it's so long, well, then why is it? That means it's a crappy bill. It's a crappy law. I think you're right. So the idea of, a, of an executive order, for those who don't know this, an executive order was not supposed to be made to make a law. An executive order was supposed to be how an explanation on how to enforce a law. That's what it was supposed to be. Presidents weren't supposed to be writing executive order to make laws. So the Congress would pass a law saying everybody in America has to eat chicken once a year. Whatever. That's the law, right? Everyone's going to eat chicken once a year. Okay, great. That's the law. Terrible law. But anyway, that's the law. The president now has to decide how the hell do I enforce that law? How do I enforce it? That's what the executive order would do. We're going to go and have a survey. We're going to bring cops, kick in your door and feed you chicken, force feet, whatever. Please don't do that. But whatever. How it was to be enforced is what an executive order was supposed to be. So you don't have to have 2,000 pages in a law. You can have five, and then the executive decide how to enforce the law. They're executives. Their job is to enforce the law. That's what executive orders were supposed to be. They weren't supposed to be laws. It was supposed to be ways, explanations of how to enforce the law. And so certain executives might change how they want to enforce a law. You know, Mayor One or or, pre, or Governor One might say, I want to do a voluntary survey 
Government two might say you have to, you know, report self-report on yourself every every year, whatever. But each one would decide how to enforce a law. That's what's supposed to happen. So your point's a valid one. Also, if you had shorter laws, people could read them. You wouldn't have to have corporate lobbyists write them. And the best part is you'd have to have them only on one thing. I was teasing someone once and I said, we should write all of our laws in Russian. Person said, what? I said, yeah, we should write all of our laws in Russian. The guy said, well, then I can't read the law. I said, you can't read it now. No difference. They might as well be in Russian. You can't read them now. So who cares? Put them in Greek. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Put them all in Chinese. Who cares? Well, soon they might be. But anyway, put them in whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You can't read them anyway. So who cares? You have to hire a translator, which is a lawyer. So now you hire a a Russian instead. It's fine. You still got to hire somebody to read the law. Doesn't matter. So your point is very valid. I appreciate that. Absolutely. All right. David says, define health and environment. See? That's the problem, David. You know. You know. It will be defined how I decide to. to, It will be defined how I decide to define it because when I'm trying to get cash out of you. So I don't like that wood-burning stove in your house. That's not helpful. That's a $200 fine. I need cash. So that's how I define it. Yes. Andrea says, how do you make a healthful environment? By punishing people with fines. That's how, Andrea. I was explaining it to David just a few minutes ago. Yes, that's how we do it. Yes, absolutely. Yes. All right, let's see. Ryan says, Larry, um, as if Cuomo was actually dictator, there's a hierarchy who's pulling Hochul strings now. Yes and no. Uh, hierarchy. I'm not sure if that's the... Mm. I'm not sure if that's how I would say it. I might say an oligarchy. Maybe that, my view would be that would be a better that would be a better way of looking at it. An oligarchy, not a hierarchy. There's a group of people who are making decisions, but I'm not sure if it's a hierarchy. If that makes any sense, that that's kind of where I would go. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Joe says twelve nineteen one hundred ninety three New York City in ICU in a city of nine million ish. More like 8 million now, I think. We lost a lot from COVID. But still, point taken. Yes. Correct. And he says, Larry, are the only celeb in New York City that doesn't belong on a sex offender registry? Maybe. Am I doing something wrong, Eddie? Should I be on one? Would that make me more popular? I don't know. Maybe I should be. I'm hoping not. That would be terrible. But I don't know. We Is that how it is to be in politics to be popular? Have to be on some registry? I hope not. So, Yes. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, Paul says, how long before boosters are mandatory for Biden's OSHA mandate? It needs to be struck down for good. Um, if we don't stop it soon, if we don't stop it, it keeps going. Right. It just keeps going. Ed says the, Demo- the, the Democrats, uh, demon rats, the Democrats have been losing popularity since they've been made a lot of lies, fear threats and other stuff to ruin America. You know, let me let me walk down this for a second, Ed. I think one of the biggest reasons why the Democrats are losing popularity, there's many reasons, but I think the biggest one is disappointment, right? I think if you look, if you, I was talking about this two years ago, and some of you didn't like it when I said it, but I think it was still true. If you go back two years ago, the rhetoric of the Democratic Party was very nice, sweet, beautiful rhetoric. It was. It was all about, we're going to be together. Everybody's getting free stuff. 
Me and Paul are going to hold hands and skip through the tulips barefoot. It's going to be amazing. Me and Pete are going to sit on our yoga mats. And, and the butterfly is going to land on our noses. It's going to be awesome. It was all going to be rainbows and, and unicorns and puppies. It was going to be great. And people thought, oh, that sounds amazing. I would love that. I want butterflies to land on my nose and hug puppies. What a great way to, to live. I want that. And that was the rhetoric. And people bought it. And they bought it because they wanted to buy it. Because it sounded great. And they wanted that. And they bought it. I didn't. But many people did, and you saw them around you who were buying this. Yeah, it's going to be great and free stuff and whatever, puppies, right? They all bought it. And then they got into power. None of that happened. There was not There was no rainbows. People were like, I, where's the rainbows? What happened? I want to be skipping to the tulips. What happened? I don't see any tulips. No butterflies, no rainbows, no puppies, no tulips. What's going on? And they're unhappy. And I think you look at what happened in Virginia, what happened in Jersey. That's the backlash, Ed, of people feeling regret, betrayed, angry, tricked. They're not liking it. They was there was supposed to be puppies and rainbows. Nothing. So I, that, to me, in my view, is the biggest issue. The rhetoric was so amazing two years ago, and the results have been nothing like that at all. They just people just feel like betrayed, and some people are walking away. So yes, um, the neural eclipse is back. How are you, Larry? Of course, Dems losing popularity when they push fauciism, coronatarianism, along with rhino neocons. It's true. Today's Democratic Party is like Bush era GOP in the two thousands pushing Patriot Act. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And again, this goes back to what I've always been saying: it's establishment against non-establishment. Right. That's really what it is. Why was Bernie so popular? It wasn't because he was so awesome. That wasn't the reason. Democrats saw him as the rebel. Right. They saw him as non-establishment. And when they saw him as that, they went to him. How do I know that? Because when Bernie got kicked out in 2016, a lot of Bernie bros went to Trump. You would say, why in the world would someone who supported Bernie support Trump? This makes no sense. Their policies are so different. That's true. But again, those people, they saw Trump as a rebel. So in their mind, they went one rebel to another rebel. Did they actually care about the policies? No, they didn't. They just knew that the establishment was wrong. That they knew just in their hearts somehow. The establishment's wrong, not working. Bernie guy is not establishment. He's out. Trump guy, he's not establishment. Let's go on him. How do I know that? My media chief from last run, 2018, came out of the Bernie campaign. Rebel to rebel, same thing. They just followed rebel to rebel. So I think that's really, uh, you're right. And the establishment is all the same. I mean, they have different Ds and Rs. They yell at each other, but they're still establishment. Absolutely. So, all right, let's see here. Jim says, I love to see about 50% of parents yank their kids and form homeschool co-ops. New York State, they can't. It's very hard. New York State stops you, right? I know I pulled my kid out of school because I, I couldn't have my kid in prison anymore. So my, my, my child, my daughter's out. I have two daughters. One is graduating next month and getting out of school. Totally. She's old enough to get, I'm, I'm having a graduate early. So to get her out of school. And the other one is I, we're homeschooling her now. We just, we, we can't keep her in school. You're totally right. But you can't, we look at the rules. New York state is terrible when it comes to homeschooling. Terrible. It's embarrassing. I will t- change that completely. Jim, you're right. That should happen. 
New York State is just so hard. Yeah. Michael says, should you win the 2022 gubernatorial, uh, New York gubernatorial, would you consider running for the LP 2024 president nomination? No. No. That's not a tough question. Could you do your job for the state of New York considering a 2022? No. Let me be very clear. People are always saying, Larry, why don't you run? (laughs) I've only run for something once before. That's it. I only run when I think I can make impact. Why? This is an important thing, and I want to make sure it's clear for everyone listening, everyone watching, understand this. Recently, last two months, I've been bugging you for money. A lot. I'm calling people for money. I'm bugging you for money. I'm asking for it online. I'm sending out emails. Why? Why am I doing it now, not before? Because I wasn't running for anything. So I hardly ever bugged you for money. Here or there. Hey, donate to the sharp way, whatever. Throw some cash my way here or there. I just want enough cash to travel state so I could so I could keep doing things to keep other people. And I was raising money for other people. You saw me do that. I was I didn't, I wasn't raising it for myself. And again, my stuff's public. You can see it anyway. You can see what I was using it for. It's all public. It was your travel. That's what it was for. It was for travel so I can go help other people, libertarians, raise money. So I was asking money for, and I hardly ever ask you for money. Now I am. I'm bugging you for money. Why? Because I'm going to run again because there's impact. I hope that everybody who supported me in 2018, whether you wrote me a check, whether you gave me a credit card, whether you showed up at events, whether you did sign waves, whether you were online, you know, social media warring, warrior for me, whatever it was, I hope you realize that it was an investment. That every time you put money into me, I gave it back. I busted my rump for you. I kept fighting and never stopped. I haven't worked already. I've stopped working. I haven't worked in over a month. I quit working. So I don't work anymore. This is full time for me now. I'm busting my rump. So yeah, that's what I want to do. That's when I run. This will only be the second time I've run ever. So if I run again, I'm doing it 100%. So why in the world would I then go, let's run for president? I don't want donor burnout. I don't want volunteer burnout. I don't want that stuff. The only way I would do it. If I win, I'm going to stay governor. Why the hell would I run for president? I'd rather fix New York State. That's why I'm doing. So 100% if I win, no. That's public. You have it. I'm saying it out loud. No. If I win the governorship, I am not running for president. I'm not taking a VP slot. No. I'm going to be governor of New York. At least eight years, probably only eight years, I'll probably turn myself out. But that's it. That's what I'm doing. Then later, what I consider? Sure. I'd consider all those things later. Eight, ten years later, I would consider all those are open then. No, if I win. 100%. If I get my butt kicked, no again. Why would I? I got my butt kicked twice in New York. Uh, maybe I should be running for president, right? So if I get my butt kicked, also no. I hope I don't get my butt kicked. But if I do, probably no for that then. The only way that I would consider running for president 2020, but the only way is if I just lost the governorship. Why? If I just lose the governorship, that means I've raised 10, 15 million dollars. That means I have a donor base. That means I'm popular. I would have been a debate stage. I would have had national media. People would know me. If all that happened and I lost, then I would consider it. That's the only time I would consider it. Otherwise, what am I doing? I don't want to, I could have been the VP uh, nominee last time. I didn't want it for what? So I can holler at you guys to raise money for me so I can have not make impact. No, I'll pass. No, thank you. I will do it when I can make impact. So that's the only way. Cause otherwise, why would I bug you, Michael? Hey, Michael, give me money for what? Cause stuff. 
No. I give me money. Why? Because I'm going to bust my rump and make some impact. And you're going to be happy you gave me money. That's why. So I hope that was clear. All right. So to your, your specific question, no. All right. Um, let's see here. Joe says, if New York City, New York State had decent leaders in charge, they'd be setting up early treatment centers and rapid testing centers. We do have very terrible, bad rapid rapid testing centers. We do. We do have. They're terrible. But we have them. They exist. They're just bad. Early treatment? No. That we don't have. It's just get a vax or die. That's We don't have that. But you're right. That would be a good idea. Yes. So, all right. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, this is for Paul. So not for me. I apologize. Yep. Um, isn't there a bill that will let New York hold people indefinitely if they ever see the health threat? Yes, there is. Yes. Uh, I don't, is it indefinitely? I'm not sure if it's indefinitely. I, I, mm, maybe there, there may be a time limit to it. I'm not sure to tell you the truth. Maybe, but yes, to, to hold. Yes. I don't know if it's indefinite. I should check that out. I'm not sure. I don't, I read the bill once. I, I've actually forgotten if it's indefinite or not. And I should know that. Thank you for that. I will have to look, look that up. Thank you. <laughs> Gene says, I drive a school bus for a company that operates throughout the U.S. and Canada. If I drive in New York, can I vote for you under your new law? Ooh, I like that. I guess you got to, well, it's, it's actually only New York City to be forward, um, not New York. And you, so you wouldn't be able to vote in state elections, only city elections. So the new law only works for the city. Yes. All right. Um, Sam says, Rich Daddy Yang is also promising lots of free stuff. What can go wrong? Yes, absolutely. Avi says, Larry, the stupidest part of this whole thing is record numbers of people from New York, New Jersey, and California leaving the states like Florida, Texas, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Yes. Yes. Don't these blue governors, they're losing taxpayers who will go to a place where they're not abused. No, 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 no. Okay, be very clear. Let me explain how this actually works. This is a good thing for them. Why? Why did Florida become red? Think about this. If you go back just maybe eight years or so, Florida was considered a swing state. Remember that? It's purple, right? Sometimes blue, right? It wasn't, it wasn't a, a swing state. I mean, it wasn't a red state. Why is it a red state now? Because people in Florida got redder? No, because the red voting people from other states moved there. That's what happened. The red voters moved to Florida. A bunch of them were New Yorkers. So if you're a Democrat in New York, Avi, why are you mad that conservative voters are leaving? You're not. It's solidifying your power base. What do you care? You're grifting anyway. You don't care if the state burns. You know it's burning to the ground. You see it. You have no plan to repair its financial uh, disaster. So you know it's going to collapse. You don't care. You're in charge. It's working. Oh, well. So it's good for them. Think about it. If a million people leave New York City, New York State, 2 million in the past 10 years, and 1.5 million of them would be voting uh, Dem- a Republican, only half million be voting Democrat, win-win. Oh my God, let them all go. Cuomo said it. Cuomo, he said the, loud, the, the quiet part out loud. He literally said, New York State, if you're conservative, no room for you in this state. He said that. You can leave. And people said, okay. And they left. They said, okay, joke's on you. I'm out. And he's like, no, joke's on you. I'm glad you're out because now there's no way in the world that I'll ever lose an election. And he's right. New York State's about two and a half to one Democrat-Republican, Avi. New York City, six to one Democrat-Republican. They're happy they're leaving. They're like, don't come back. Bye, don't come back. They don't care. Why should they? 
You think they care about the state. They don't. They care about themselves and it works. So understand that that's, that's a critical piece. So, all right, let's see here. Uh, Tim says we are one more executive order away from conquering COVID. Just one more, Tim. That's it. Just one more. Absolutely. Yes, that's good. Um, Avi says, thank you for your wisdom, Larry. You're too rational to be in politics. No one that establishment hates you. Politics, sadly, is for the empty, shallow, and foolish. Yeah, sometimes it's true. It's sometimes true. Absolutely. Yes. Um, let's see here. Ma- uh, Matthew says, are you ready now how to poll better? Yeah, I'm working on polling now. I'm literally working on it now. We're trying to get uh, some polling out. We should have some by January. Um, I've been raising money for a poll. I said I'm raising money for a poll. You will literally see when my report comes out how much money we're spending on polling. You will see it. Yes, that's what I'm trying to achieve. I absolutely want to. Yes. All right. Um, Blaze says, do you see the COVID camp New York legislation when possibly passed January? Yes. My guess is most cops will goose step in, you into a COVID camp and so they're, they're heroes. I, I, I wish you were wrong. I wish you were wrong. I wish more cops would pack up and go to Florida. Because then maybe they wouldn't be able to do this. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So. All right. Um, Michael says, I had no idea that Parisha. Oh, yeah. Trisha. um, uh, Tish James dropped out. She did. She dropped out because, again, you guys may not know this, but the the Democrats have a very simple way of trying to, to fix 2022 and 2024. Very simple way. Blame everything on Trump and make everybody Trump and make Trump guilty and make it. Yes, that's it. It's not have better policies or fix things or give us those rainbows and puppies that they told us about in 2019. No, it's not that. Their answer is Tis James will attack everybody around Trump. I'm not joking. Everyone around Trump. She will try her best to get them to lie. This is the key, how they get you, right? They're going to find some Trump advisors and then have them make a bunch of statements, hope that they lie at least once. If they lie, that's perjury, which is a felony. They'll say, hey, Trump advisor, you're going to jail for seven years for perjury. I don't want to go to jail. Great. Tell us bad things about Trump publicly so we can make him look terrible and maybe subpoena him and make him have to show up and do a deposition. That's what they want. Um, Again, that's real. So the problem is you're going to have some Trump advisor who goes, I don't want to do seven years in jail. Yeah, Trump did these horrible things. Will that get me out? Because you're like, yes, it will. 100%. You're out. Thank you for making Trump say bad things on TV so we can make him lose. That's actually their plan. So Tis James has dropped out to make that happen. You're going to watch that happen coming up here. They're going to be grabbing everyone around Trump, trying their best to catch them on perjury in some way, shape, or form, lying somewhere, lying here or there, and then turn on Trump is the goal. The goal is to get a bunch of people to turn against Trump and they say horrible things uh, on tape, on tape, I'm so old, video, say horrible things on video to make him look bad, to make people be afraid that Trump is the evilest guy in the world and kill everybody, and then you won't vote for him, and then Democrats will win. That is literally their plan. Will it work? If the American people believe it, yes. If they don't, no. I, and I don't know right now. I wish I had an answer. I don't know. But it might. If the American people believe, oh, my God, look at Trump and his people. They were murdering children the whole time. If they believe it, Republicans get 
hammered. If they don't believe it, then they don't. So who knows? They thought I believed in Russiagate, then they didn't. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Juan says, getting concerned that recent school, city, and county budgets are being funded by ARP and CRSSA. With millions of dollars flooding into, into the respond to COVID, this is how federal government controls our local government through golden handcuffs. 100% yes. This is want all the federal agencies, as they begin to put money into the school districts, they now control you. Yes, yes, and yes. Totally correct. Yes. Uh, John says, do you ever do call-ins anymore? Hardly ever. I used to hear that. It was very difficult. So we stopped doing it. But I guess we probably should again. People have asked for it. I do take call-ins for my morning show. I have a show, by the way, if you guys who care, um, a free solution every Tuesday at noon. So tomorrow at noon, I will have a free solution. It is a, a, a terrestrial radio station, WYSL, out of Rochester, New York. So if you want to call in, you can call in there. Right there. We take call-ins of that show every Tuesday at noon. If you want to call in, please go ahead. Absolutely. So... Craig says, will we ever push treatment? Because the message is still don't get it ever, no matter what. If you do, just sit down and suffer and wait and die. Nothing about treating it. I know. It's crazy. They just don't. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. Um, Brandon says, Larry, did you have a PlayStation 1 or NCD phone in the late 90s? I bet those times were good. Did you like me, Jelani? Okay, I'm older than that. I'm older than that, sadly. Um, yeah, but I did have a Nintendo 64, I did. Um, but I'm older than that. Like, I remember, like, in television, to those of you who are old enough to remember that one, or having an Atari. Remember that one? Yeah. When I was a little kid, that's when Pong came out. So I remember that, too. It was a ColecoVision. I remember all those. So, yeah. But for most of the, the 90s, I, didn't, I wasn't around for Julian for most of that stuff. I actually was. For most of that, I was actually away. But, yeah. All right, let me see if I can keep doing this. Um, I'll grab a couple more if I, if I can. <clears throat> um, Judith says, I do see somewhat how you think, Larry, but I need you to come up with a snappier text to go with your really good memes. Because even though I'm no longer in New York City, I want you to win. Thank you. Uh, you know what? I'm open to suggestions. I have a decent social media team doing the best they can. If you think there's something better, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Yes, absolutely. So... Um, let's see. Ah, Tim, thank you. He says, you know who also shares that platform, Larry Sharp? Tim O'Connor does. Yes, a free solution. Thank you, Tim, bringing it up. I do the Tuesday show. Tim does the Thursday show. So you can talk to me or Tim, either one of us, noon, W-Y-S-L, or you can follow the uh, Facebook page and or the YouTube page, A Free Solution, and you can see when we come on. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Mrs. Zalowski, thank you, sir. Mr. Sharp, good to see you running again. We are, we are back in action, my friend. Yes. Bernard says, what if Hillary ran for governor? The reason why Hillary won't run for governor is only one, because Kathy Hochul's already there, right? She's not going to go up against another incumbent Democrat. Why would she? No. But if she ran for governor, she might win. The Democrat will win or the outsider will win. Either one. So, yes, absolutely. Brennan says, Larry, don't you think no minimum wage would help competition among workers help on the best worker, lower prices, and as a matter of freedom with employees and employers. Um, only if you add, only if you add the, the negative income tax to talk about, right? If you just remove minimum wage, I don't know about now. You know what? It's, it's a good point. Now, meaning after what's happened recently, the great resignation, minimum wage may not be valid 
after the next five years or so. And I'm serious about this. I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm being serious because so many people are simply saying, <clears throat> I'm not going to work. No, you got to give me X dollars, which is what should have happened years ago. What people don't understand is once the government sets the minimum wage and says minimum wage is whatever, 12 bucks an hour or whatever is the minimum wage. Now there's a third party powerful entity saying your labor is worth $12 an hour. So how can you negotiate above it? Right? If I'm the employer and you go, Brent, I'm worth 15. No, you're not. Minimum wage, 12 bucks. What are you crying about? You get minimum wage. What are you fighting about? Right? I can say that. Done. But now, what should have happened years ago is you should have said, no, me and my boys, we're not working for you. You're going to pay us 15 or 20 or whatever is the appropriate going rate. And now we negotiate and each of us would come up. But when government steps in, what's the value? So if you, ha- if you do it, the, the sad part is we've spent so many decades waiting for the government to tell us what we're worth. How do we say it without it? Very hard. Very hard. You have to change the environment. That's one good thing. There were so many bad things about the COVID lockdowns. But the one good thing or, the, or one of the few good things about the COVID lockdowns is people started saying, no, I'm worth more. And maybe they are. So you should be fighting your employee or employer and saying, hey, I don't want to work for 12 bucks an hour. And that's the regular market working back and forth. And I feel like labor has been reinvigorated, if that makes any sense, to want to fight back and go, no, you got to pay me more, which I'm not, I'm not against the market and labor being part of the market, fighting each other to find the right equilibrium of what a minimum wage is. If the minimum wage becomes $1,000 an hour, as long as the market decides that, okay, then I guess things are more expensive, but the market has decided that. The problem is once the government steps in, it breaks the market, and it has for so long, right? That's the problem it has for so long. So right now, maybe you could do it. If not, you'd want to have at least a minimum income, which is a negative income tax idea, so that it wouldn't matter what you're getting paid because no matter what, you always go to the minimum. So your income's always minimum. So now you what you're saying begins to work, right? Because now workers will go, no, no, I need more. Okay, well, then I'll pay you more and I'll pay this guy less. It doesn't matter. I can move, mix and match. I think it can work now with the negative income tax unless maybe our world has changed. I'm unsure. So maybe. Joe says, working tonight, just here to like, comment, and share. I appreciate that. And you should do that. He's right. You should always like, comment, and share. It does matter. It helps us grow and become better. But more important than even that, you support this show by going to libertarianism.com. I say it all the time, and I'll keep saying it. When people decide, hey, I'm not sure what's going on with libertarianism, where can they go to learn? They can go someplace now. It's called, literally, libertarianism.com. Click that link right there. That link lets people know. And it came through this show. So click that link right there. Share that link and say, hey, go to and take some cool courses. They're very simple courses. They're about happiness and coercion and stuff like that. They're fun. They're interesting. And if you if you take it, right, you actually get points. We can buy some cool swag with those points. You can buy cool shirts. You can buy cool hoodies, cups, all kind of cool stuff you want to. So head over to libertarians.com. Take some of the classes. They're actually very cool. They're, they're very enjoyable and fun. You watch a video, answer some questions, and you begin to see what life is all about. And hopefully something else, you get people thinking differently about it. It does matter. Of course, like, comment, and share. It always matters. But click those links. It does matter. Share them. Click them. It helps out tremendously. Thank you. So, yes, I'm keep going down here. 
David says high quality masks. Yes. That's what they're saying now. They're now using that. That's the concept. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Let me see. Let's see. Torres is not the hamster. I know. I was being mean, I guess. Huh? All right. I guess I, I don't want to get the hamster. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Uh, yes. He likes the silly examples. He does. Thank you, Torrance. I appreciate it. But again, I don't want to, I don't want it to be close enough for someone to be upset. Right. But you know, anyway, yes. All righty. Let me keep going down this road. If I could, uh, grab some more of these. I appreciate it. <clears throat> um, Shelly says, yes, Larry, we hold your feet to the fire. There's your yes. Thank you. As you should. Yes. Sam says, when Larry becomes governor, he will go 100% full turn on my pineapple pizza. Yes, that's true. We all know it. Yeah. You just have to accept it and buy a no pineapple necklace to wear. <laughs> Very nice on Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. But see, at least I was honest with that one, Sam. I was still honest. Right? I would still be honest. Absolutely. I am banning by executive order all pineapple on pizza when I'm governor. Sorry. Executive order. And you go to, you go to a special internment camp. For people eat pineapple on pizza, it's a special camp just for that. Yeah, and you it's indefinite. You just got to be there forever. Yep. So, yeah. So, at least when I'm being a tyrant in this regard, it won't, you won't know, right? I won't be hiding it. That's all. Yes, you're going to special pineapple pizza camp. You are. It's true. Yes. All right. So, let me keep going here. All right. Um, let's see here. If I grab a couple more. Eric says, there's no money in natural immunity. Good point. Right. It's true there. How in the world do you make money in that case? How do you prove things? How do you control? Yes, it's it's very true. Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. Question. We'll 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 be throwing an on stream party when the national debt crosses 30 trillion. Um it might be a cry fest. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll get together and we'll all cry. We'll do a moment of silence for our economy. One of those two. Maybe. I- I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen says, fentanyl and COVID both come from China. Let's continue to do nothing. It's not just us. It's the whole world. Um, COVID is, but fentanyl is heavily an American issue, right? It's it's not that big of a, of a world issue. Fentanyl isn't. Obviously, COVID is. But uh, fentanyl really isn't that much at all. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we look, the way we treat China is absolutely wrong. We should be much more open and forward with them, much more open and forward. Right. I think I don't like the way either Trump or Biden dealt with them. I'd like I do. I do like Trump's more. More honest talk about them that I like, but I wish he wouldn't have been so mean. I think you have an open conversation. You know, look, you want something. We want something. This is how it works. I think I think an open I feel Trump should have been with China the way he was with more of the Middle Eastern countries that he made a deal with. I think that would be a better way of doing things. Just my view. So, all right. Um, so I keep doing this. All right. Alice says, our local newspapers and other news have been lying to people for years. It's true also. It's true also. Yes. Uh, Greg says, they call it CBRN now. Okay, there we go. All right. Oh, there we go, Greg. You got your stuff on. I see it. I like that. I'm sorry, not, it used to be called NBC. Now it's called CBRN. Um, so CBRN, chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear. Thank you. Okay, there we go. I like that. I appreciate that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Torrance says, thank you, Larry, for talking about the reality of imminent biological warfare. It's become another conspiracy theory. It isn't, right? I, it, it's real. 
right? It absolutely is real. And think, think about what we've just done. I mean, to your point, Terrence, this is even worse, right? What we've shown them is that it will work. I mean, think about this. The way we've destroyed our the way we've destroyed our own economy and our own and we've divided ourselves even more and we've made our, our, our country we're fighting each other in the streets now, right? We've done this. If you're our enemy, if you're Iran or China or Russia or you know, whatever, Cuba, whatever enemy that you are, why would you try to build nuclear weapons or something? That's dangerous. Wow, that's expensive. I'm not doing that. I'll just make a biological weapon. I'll make sure my people are immune to it, either genetically or through a vaccine, and then I'll release it to the world. America will kill itself. We're doing it now. If I'm our enemy, I'm just doing biological stuff. I would never. Nuclear weapons are dangerous and scary. I'll do this, that instead. Destroy us. We'll, we'll destroy ourselves in five years. We're, we're, we're in the process of doing it already. Another one? Ball game's over. Ball game's over. Forget about it. Absolutely. So, yes. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, who has seen Australia and this coming here? Well, good. Very good point. Very good point. Yes. Very good point. 100%. Um, that, that is a worry. All right. Um, let's see here. Grab a couple more of these. If people are, Gene says, if people are living in New York, then New York begins to lose senators and power. It is, right? We are. We're not going to lose senators because we're always going to have two. But we already lost one congressperson. We'll lose another coming up here. We'll keep losing a couple of them. But we'll still be in the top five states, which would be just good enough. And the people in power will still be in control. So, yeah, absolutely. Avi says, Larry, all your ideas make sense. It's not because you're not Joe Rogan that the media will listen to you. Even Joe Rogan is always getting blasted by legacy media for saying things they don't like. The media are brainwashed uh, and all in on the cult. Uh, I don't want to hear that. Not saying you're wrong. Just don't want to hear it. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> all right, yes. All right, um, let's see here. See if I can keep going down here. Um, Dustin says UBI and a decentralized crypto might be the way to go. You know, I'm not against using crypto either for that, right? There, there were some ideas of using a a a a, a cryptocurrency as a UBI, and that might be another way of doing it because you don't devalue the dollar as much, and in theory, you might not have as much inflation. It's a tough one. It's a tough one, right? And then who spends it and how? I'm open to the idea, Dustin. I am. I don't know if it will work. I don't have the homework on it, but I'm open to the idea, the concept. It, it may be better. It may be better. Yes. Um, Robert says, uh, Norwegians have a hard time believing they live in a capitalist society because they can afford to have all the fun social programs. Yeah, they got a trillion dollar fund. Absolutely. Correct. It works that way. Yes. Judith says, don't give up, Larry. If I was still in New York, I'd be campaigning so hard for you. Thank you. Since I'm not, but I do have lots of relatives still there. My grandmother, Catholic as our family is, was one of 12. Wow. Uh, I've got at least a little bit of reach. Thank you. So I'm spreading the word among family and friends and making it even more public using our new nonprofit, Texas Gold. Thank you, Judith. I appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. That's great. All right. Uh, Shelly says, I make less than 16K a year. 40K would be, I think she's going to say great. And that's my point, right? We don't want to, if we have a UBI that's that high, no one wants, no one's going to, few people want to work, right? That's that's the issue. You want to make it to a UBI is not very comfortable. David says, if you do UBI, the recipient should be comfortable. Yes, correct. Thank you, Dave. Yes, right? They shouldn't necessarily starve. 
but UBI should be better than a job. That's my point. Yes. And, you know, how do you do that? And to be to be forward again, Brandon, I'm not against the concept of a negative income tax. But to David's point, we have to find the right balance of where you live, what you're getting. 40K, again, if you live in New York City, eh, you're, you're struggling. You live outside New York City, a lot of places. 40K is fine. You, you can survive fine with the 40K. Live good. Why would you go to work? If I'm living a life I want, I like it. Why would I bother going to work? So uh, exactly right. Yes. Yes. The the affirmation art. Good evening, Larry Sharp. Thank you for being uh, a human being. And I believe you can win. I also, did you know about the legislature trying to do bills? Wow. A whole bunch of bills. Um, team, if you're watching, these are the bills to look at. We'll be looking at those. Thank you for that. Yes. All right. Um, Ryan says, laws like contracts should fit in a napkin. That's cute. I like that. I like that. Matt says, taxation is pretty much punitive at this point. Governments basically run deficits anyway. In the case of the national debt, it will never be paid back. It's a wild imaginary number. So who cares if we add four trillions, have two trillion per year, so we control the population with threats of violence. I get where you're going with it. I do. The, the issue here is this only is true in the case of the national government right now. States don't make their own money, maybe soon, but states don't make their own money. So that's only true in the case right now of national governments. If you follow that rule for two trillion dollars per year, then what eventually happens, you will see massive inflation eventually. You're seeing it already. And even the people who believe in, um, um, I'll call it magical monetary theory, which is called this modern, I like magical, modern monetary, monetary theory believe, well, you do it until you see inflation. But if this is true, then you should never see inflation. But you will at one point. So if you keep going $4 trillion, you hit a point beyond. You go so fast, you can't turn it down. So you do, even if you're going to believe in, in magical monetary theory, you still want to go slowly so you can turn it off before it hits inflation too badly. If you're, if you're doing $4 trillion a year, you can't turn that off. It's way too late. The damage is massive by the time it happens. So, yeah, I think that's an issue. All right. Um, Judith says, are there even any executive orders that haven't turned into permanent law of the land? Yes, some have been stopped. Some of some of them have been stopped, but most haven't. But yes, some of them have been stopped. Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. Brandon says, I never thought about that. You need to hire a translator to read American law. Of course you do. You can't read it. You don't know it. Of course. Yeah, you got it. You had it. You hire a lawyer, a translator, isn't it? So you hire a lawyer and you make a, you have a translator. Absolutely. Yes. Alexander says, got my vote last time and you got it this time. Always spread the word. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Ryan says, yes, Larry, yeah, the oligarchy is what I meant. That's what I thought. Yes. I think oligarchy hits it better. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, hey, Larry, do you, do you need a graphic designer? Always. Always. I will, uh, yes, reach out to the page. Always. Yes. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, Matt says there was supposed to be student debt forgiveness. A lot of college graduates take that Biden walked that back. You know, to be forward, do I want them to just forgive student debt? I don't. Um, do I want them to have a plan for student debt? I do. A fairer plan that will still make people pay some of it back and that will somehow give something back to the people who paid theirs back already or who, or who went to college and paid on their own. So you have to have a comprehensive plan 
that feels fairer to everybody, right? And that's not this. But but if you're a left-leaning Democrat who voted for this, you should get it, even though I disagree with it, because that was supposed to happen. So they got tricked. And of course they're upset. I'd be upset too, right? If Gary Johnson had won the presidency in 2016 and he didn't end the, the war on drugs, I'd have been upset because that's what I voted for. And someone else might not think that's true. They might think, oh, we got to get rid of all the drugs. It's bad. They might be unhappy. But if, if he won, that was supposed to happen. And when Biden won, this was supposed to happen. So I get why they're upset. I think the plan was a bad plan. But still, I get why they're upset. Yes. David says the Democratic Party was always about kumbaya. Not anymore. But yes, not anymore. Now it's about control. Now it's about saving lives. And that's it's about that now. Ending the bad people. It's changed. When it was about kumbaya, at least at least the rhetoric was good. Right? Now, rhetoric's terrible too. So, absolutely. All right. Avi says, communism always comes with a facade of compassion, fairness, and empathy. Yes, you're totally right. I mean, think about when it first came out of Russia. They weren't saying, you know, the, the, the communists were not saying, we're going to be mean and cruel and put you in gulags. They were saying, everyone will have something to eat. No, there'll be no bosses. There'll be no classes. You won't be a serf anymore. The equivalent then of rainbows and puppies. Yeah, it always comes that way. And then there were gulags and they were still basically slaves. Yeah, it, exactly. As George Carlin said, Fashion doesn't come with jackboots and brown uniforms. It comes with smiky shirts and sneakers. Yes. How prophetic this was. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But fascism always looks better than communism. Right? There is an aesthetic. Fascism, you have to look cool. Communists, you don't have to look cool. You got to look like everyone's the same. Fascists, you always look cool. But it's true. Yes. Um, Shelly says, um, I'm sorry. Where's Shelly? Shelly says, people always love unicorns until they realize that it's a ram who lost the fight. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Very good. So, all right. Um, let's see here. You guys are doing a lot. Of, I really appreciate this. Uh, 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 you guys are doing give me a lot of stuff. I really appreciate it. Yes. Michael Gray, Michael Gray says, um, hold on, let me grab him. Do you think we can convince Ron Paul to run 2024? No. Ron Paul's in his 80s. He had a stroke already. Let Ron, Ron Paul did his bit, right? He did his bit. Let him, let him chill. He's he's done his bit. I, I love Ron Paul. I'm just saying, he's 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 done his bit. It's good. No worries. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just serious. It's, let him do his thing. Yes. All right. See so if I can do this here. All right. Um, Shelly says he'd be 93 when he took off. Wow. Is that true? Wow. Oh my God. Yes. Um. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Um. Alice says these tests are not adequate. Yeah, we're, um, I don't know, right? Um, my, my point here being um, people would be happy. And if they like the test, let them feel comfortable. Michael says, there's a bill in the making to hold a person for health reasons for 30 days. There we go, 30 days, right? I didn't think it was indefinitely. Thank you. But they can review the case to extend it. There we go. Thank you, Michael. I knew there was, I didn't think, I didn't think it was indefinite. That's what it is. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. And in theory, in theory, that's not a bad thing. We need to hold someone for 30 days. Not for that reason. But two things. One, they're going to hold you for any reason, number one. And two, they're always going to extend it. 
So while it sounds fair, it's not. It's going to be terrible. Yes, it's going to be terrible. Yes. All right, let's see if I can do this. Um, next Netflix original, Grifters. Very nice. Very nice. I love that. Yes. Let's see if I keep going here. All right. Um, let's see here. Nancy says, Larry, what is your plan to get New York City voters? There's several. Uh, one, as I was talking before, the idea of using the forward line to get some of the Yang voters to start talking to me, which is great. The second one is just doing more and more events in New York City, right? More and more events in New York City, which I did not do a good job of last time. The problem was, as I was just trying to get out there and do things, it was so hard to get people early on. This is just a reason why, Nancy, to be forward. I've learned better since then. Last time, my team and myself, this is all my responsibility. We weren't good enough in navigating New York City when it came to events. It's challenging in general. However, the media always has something else to cover in New York City. Something's always happening. And another thing I had is I had Cynthia Nixon running that time. When Cynthia Nixon was running, she sucked the air out of New York City. If I, if Cynthia Nixon wiped her nose and I shot four guys in the street back then in 2018, front page news, Cynthia Nixon has sniffles. Page six, some guys shot some guys. That's mine, right? That's what would have happened back then. And we were not savvy enough to know how to get around that. We're better now, and Nixon's not here now, so we're going to spend more time focusing on New York City events to get more people out there to see us. Eventually, we'll get some more press. We're going to buy some polling and buy some ads in New York City, which are grossly expensive, which is why I'm always bugging you for money, because they're grossly expensive. If you buy ads, they will cover you. That's how it works. I didn't know that then. So we're going to take some time to buy some ads so they'll cover us, and we'll get some play. So that's how we deal with it, Nancy. Lessons learned from the last time. So I hope that makes uh, makes sense to you at least. So, all right, let me see if I can grab some of these. Um, Larry's a Pong guy. Oh, my God. Brian says, I still have a working car. Sorry, you do? Oh, my God. It was, I remember in television. Yes, Pong was actually the early 70s. Sears sold a Pong game. I remember the Pong game co- console. I remember. It was the 70s. Yes, I was a little kid then. Pong was cool then. Absolutely. 100%. That's great. All right. Uh, let's see if I can grab some of these. Uh, let's see here. All right. Um, let's see here. Julia says, Ron Paul already took a turn. We the next generation. Larry, you must win New York. I, I agree. Yes. I, I agree. Yes, indeed. Ron Paul's done his bit. Let's let's move on from there. Yes. Let's move on from there. Um, Chris says, Biden was never going to pay off student debt. I think you're right, Chris. I think that was a bait and switch. I think it was. I think it was just like, look, let me win. And they'll deal with it, and we'll move on from there. I, I think you're right. And that's the part. The thing that people are most upset about Biden and Democrats is not that they're failing. That isn't the most important thing, because they could always blame Republicans if they wanted to, right? That isn't the most important thing. That does matter. The most important thing is they feel betrayed. What you think, Chris, a lot of people think. They think that was all a lie. That was just trying to keep us happy so we vote for them and ignored and not vote for Trump and vote for them. And they give us the rainbows and give us the puppies and we'd all be there. That is that is is what I think um, happened and why they're so angry. Right. That's why they're so angry because of that. It's be, it's because of the betrayal more than the failures. 
that makes any sense. I think you're completely right. Yes. All right. Let me try to do this here. Um, let's see here. Um, page six is the page you want to be on the New York Post. You're right. I got to go to page six. Okay. That's where I got to go. I love that. Um, guys, please check out libertarianism.com. I know I keep saying it, but they're my sponsor. They support the show, which keeps the people here doing stuff. You see, if you see that link to 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 the um, in the description, you can see all the things we're doing, TikTok and 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 shortwave clipping and all those things we're doing. That comes from these sponsors. So please go there, click there, take the take the little tests. They're cool. Share them with your friends. It does matter. Buy some cool swag or, or get it with the uh, the points, whatever works. It does matter. Please do that. It is important. As always, like and comment and share so I can get past these horrible shadow bans that I get all the time. If you do want to support my run, please do so. LarryShop.com slash donate. That's awesome. Every little bit counts. Our, our um, report comes out in January. So if you're thinking about donating, donate before December 31st. If you think about donating, donate before December 31st. So the report comes out. And people can see that we're actually raising money. It does matter. It is important. If we can do it, it will help tremendously. Guys, thank you so much for this evening. I will see you all very soon. In fact, I'll see you all tomorrow, noon, a free solution. And you can take call-ins if you want to. I'll see you all then. Have a great night.